Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where we talk to people about who they had to become to get to where they wanted to be. I'm super excited to introduce today's guest, Megan Schwann. She's someone I know. She's someone I work with. She's someone I like hanging out with. Um, And I really can't wait for you guys to hear her story because here's something that I find amazing. Megan is a multiple six-figure business owner and the mother of four small children in a pandemic with a variety of homeschooling and daycare and non-daycare and all of those different things. And she's somebody who comes to my mind when I start hearing people tell me all sorts of reasons. And I get it, it's hard, not saying Megan's life is easy, but when I start hearing people tell me all the reasons that they can't do something, I think of Megan and everything she has going on, and yet her business is, it's growing. So with that, Megan, why don't you give a little bit of more formal introduction, who you are, your business, and what it is that you do for people? Sure. Thanks, Erin, for having me on here today. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, I am Megan. Like um, Aaron said, I am the owner of Sidekick Accounting Services. We've been in business for seven years, and we help businesses organize, understand, and use their numbers to grow profitable and successful companies. Um, and it's something that's near and dear to my heart because, like Aaron said, I am the mother of four, and my business is my livelihood and my children's livelihood. So having a successful business is really important to me. But I know that's also the case for many, many other people out there. So we are striving to change the face of accounting and help businesses be intentional about their success. I love it. And that's one of the things I really liked about your approach since I started working with you and since you started working with me, however you want to put it. Um, It's not just bookkeeping. Like so many companies approach this side of their business as well, I have to pay my taxes, so I should have my ducks in a row. And bummer, I have to pay somebody to do that. And they don't realize the opportunity from working with someone who actually knows the ins and outs of this side of things and what that can bring. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, a lot more than just crunching the numbers in the back. Exactly. It's so much more than just crunching numbers. So how did you get into this? I mean... Did I can't, I'm trying to remember as I was prepping for our conversation today. I'm like, gosh, I can't remember her, like your origin story, right? <laughs> how did you even get into, right? What, yeah. as an entrepreneur, how did you get into this business? So I like to say that I kind of fell into it. 
because I did not have any inclinations of becoming an entrepreneur or owning my own business. It was just kind of something that happened. I was newly married. Um, well, actually, let me back up a little bit more. Um, so I am a second time single mom. The first time I was a single mom, I was a teenager. So I had my daughter when I was 17. Um, and I had to figure out what my career was going to be that was going to be supporting me and her. And I had a knack for accounting. So my high school teacher was like, you should get into this. So I was like, okay, that's a good profession. You can make a decent amount of money with that. Cool. So I did. So I got my bachelor's in accounting. While I was in school, I met um, my, hus- my husband at the time. And um, we got married after I graduated. We got pregnant right away. I had my son. I was working full-time after college. Um, and I decided to not go back to work once I had him, my second child. And so instead, I got a part-time job as a bookkeeper at a landscaping company. Oh, okay. And then my full-time job called me back and they're like, can you please work for us part-time? The person they hired to replace me didn't work out. So I worked part-time from home for them and mostly part-time from home for the landscaping company. And I did that for about two years. And then I got spontaneously laid off of both of the jobs within like months of each other. Oh, wow. So then I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> so I was used to working at home, had a small child, had another child in school. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I was doing this bookkeeping thing for the landscaping company. I could probably do that for other companies, continue to work at home. Um, so I did kind of, I already doing taxes like here and there for family and friends. Um, so I started reaching out to people on LinkedIn and I'm like, Hey, I started this business. If you need any help, let me know. If you know somebody who needs help, let me know. And it really just kind of grew from there. Like I was really intentional about networking. Um, I pounded the pavement made connections and started getting referrals. And seven years later, I've got a team of five. We're getting ready to hire another, a bookkeeper because we are growing really crazy fast right now. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> well, and a couple of things, a couple of things pop out for me where it's really true. And I, I work with a lot of people. I don't even know. I'm, I'm hesitating because I don't know what order, like there's all this really good nuggets in there. A lot of, um, people that I work with and that I know are trying to leave a full-time job and become an entrepreneur. And I get it, especially when you have kids taking that risk of what I call jumping off the cliff might sound crazy, but when you have that safety net, a lot of times it keeps you from doing the things you need to do to be successful as an entrepreneur. And the fact that you didn't have a safety net, you were out there, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. You had to make it work. Yeah. And I did get a part-time job for about a year, like the first year after I started, um, just because we, my husband had lost his job or his hours got cut or something like that. And it was just like, okay, back to the necessity. But after that year, it was like, okay, I had a choice to make, like either I could spend the 20 hours working for somebody else or spend the 20 hours pounding the pavement and get new clients. Like I knew I probably could. So I was, I wasn't, my income hadn't been supplemented yet from my part-time job, but I knew that if I put the work in to get the clients, like by that time, I kind of knew a little bit more about my business and how it works and how it was, you know, to get clients, how much work I had to put into that part. So I could make a calculated risk, like, okay, 
I'm going to leave my job now, but I know within a month or two, I'm probably going to be up to what I was making, right. Based off of, based off of that part-time job. So, well, and the other thing that you did, whether you meant to or not, (laughs) you never, I've not heard one thing from you about, I thought it was going to be easy. Everything you have said is, I knew if I put the work in, I knew if I pounded the pavement and I knew if I just did the things. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many times for whatever reason, also you were kind of young still. So it's almost like you didn't know it wasn't supposed to work. Right. It didn't, you weren't jaded enough in that arena. Yeah. You just had math. Okay. If I do this, then that will be the outcome. And if I do the work and work a little harder, then I'll have a little bigger outcome, which is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. But you were still naive, if that's the right word enough to not think it wouldn't work. Yeah. And I I think probably part of that is like, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs or no really even know any business owners. So like, it was a completely like new concept for me. And like, I really just have figured things out along the way. <laughs> right. Right. You do. And, and here's the thing, even if you have all the coaches in the world, and even if you had entrepreneurial parents, and even if you had like the path laid out in front of you, the entrepreneurial journey is a whole lot of figuring it out as you go along. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. And I was really um, blessed because I was able to barter services with a business coach, like I think after my first or second year of in business and through that, like I learned a lot about sales. Like I had no idea about sales. Like I'm an accountant. It's not really like my, my thing, but you have to, you have to sell yourself if you're going to own your business, like whether you want to or not in some capacity, you have to. So, um, you know, like that was really good learning for me. And then I've just been, I'm a very avid, um, learner, you know? So like I, I even teach, other people's accounting classes, because I like to hear how people communicate it, you know, and I think that's been part of what makes me a really great educator, you know, now, and I do a lot of educational classes and um, events and stuff like that. So like, it's been like, it's funny to see how every part of life kind of leads you into like, the next part of life, if that makes sense. Right, absolutely. And I'm listening to you talk. And as you're telling your story, the way you approach your business makes so much more sense to me now, because one of the other things I've admired about, you know, we work on your marketing plans and your, your ideas are always, how can I provide information? How can I provide information? How can I provide information? And then when it's the right time, the people who are ready will become my clients, but how can I give them more information in the meantime? And you know, taking your own enjoyment of learning and turning it into your marketing. Number one, you know, lesson learned, make your marketing authentic to who you are. Yeah. So great teaching point there, whether you meant to do it or not. Right. And, right? and then the other thing is providing the value as its own way of service mm-hmm. that then leads to the other things. And I think you know, again, just teaching points for entrepreneurs who are listening. If you 
try things that really don't line with you, they tend not to work. Yeah. They tend not to work. So, okay, I'm going to flip this on you because you know, a lot of times I ask people, what are they most proud of? I'm just going to assign, holy crap, everything you're doing, you should be monumentally proud of because like I said, to have a, you know, to go from someone who didn't even know how they're going to support themselves and a baby at 17 to being a business owner with five, six team members and a hugely growing business during a pandemic, we're just going to assign that to you is what you should be <laughs> unbelievably proud of. But let's flip it because I always like to share the stories with people so that they know the truth of it. What, what have you totally bombed? Like I call 2018 Aaron years, Aaron's year of failures. Like I swear everything I tried that year did not work the way I wanted it to. (laughs) So what has like totally sucked in a word? (laughs) Jeez. Um, you know, I have made so many mistakes, um, but I've really learned to give myself grace. Um, in the process, because I now take like any time, like when I first started, like I made a mistake. I remember this one time, it was a miscommunication on a pay- payroll client, and they're they wanted me to do checks, but then they wanted to do direct, direct deposit. Anyways, it got finagled. Employees didn't get paid. Checks bounced. It was just like this whole total mess. And I like remember like completely like feeling in a panic, like all night long, couldn't sleep. I'm like, how am I going to make this up? They're going to fire me, you know, all these things. And at that time, like I needed that income. So And so what I ended up doing was, you know, apologizing, refunding, you know, the bounced fees or whatever, and um, bringing them donuts. And I just remember, you know, like going into the office and I'm like, I'm just profusely, you know, apologizing. And they're like, Megan, it's fine. Like everybody, it worked out. Like nobody like, died, that, right? Nobody, yeah, nobody died. died. Right. Exactly. And I just remember like that time as being like, kind of like a light bulb movement for me, I would have to say, because at that moment I realized one, there's no such thing as an accounting emergency. Everything is going to be okay. You know, nobody dies. I don't respond. <laughs> nobody dies. Like I'm not a doctor. Like <laughs> so, one day it's okay. Um, but the other thing I, I realized was like, I'm way harder on myself than other people are going to be like, if I'm genuinely apologize, apologetic, and I make it right. Like, I don't have to feel beat myself up about it. I don't have to feel bad about it. Like I can use it as an opportunity to learn and grow. So, you know, over the years, I've made other mistakes. We've you know, in accounting, and I'm sure some other people are, you know, have had this experience where their accountant isn't as communicative with them as they should be, because I think it's outside of our nature for one, but then we also kind of get busy on other things, not to make excuses. And we've really greatly improved our systems because that was some of the feedback we were getting from our clients is like, you know, we don't hear from you. We're not getting reports and all this kind of thing, you know, over the years where we have a system in place now where those things don't happen. And so like, that's what's really setting us apart from other accounting firms because people get their reports and people get their check-in calls and we're the ones that are doing that follow-up because people are busy. I hope you're enjoying this conversation about what can happen when you are ready to step into being the person you need to be for success. If you're looking for some inspiration, motivation, and some actual things you can do to help you become the person it takes, you are going to want to join an amazing group of entrepreneurs at the Ready to Conquer virtual event 
on May 6th through 8th. In just three days, we're going to dive deep into how to command your own plan so you can dictate your own outcome. How to work on your business and not stay stuck working in your business. And seriously, build the business you dreamed of when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. Just go to conqueryourbusiness.com backslash ready to conquer and grab your ticket now. You know, this is one thing that you've done that people don't like to do. You mm-hmm. look, you took a right in the face, hard look at what you weren't good at. And instead of making it mean, I'm a failure, this won't work. I you know, instead of blowing it out of proportion and making it mean something about you, you used it as data. Mm-hmm to see what you had to do next. Yes, yep. And I think that's really what's helping us continue to grow because every opportunity and every quote unquote failure is an opportunity for us to learn and improve how we're doing things so that we can better serve our clients. Because typically it's the same, you know, one client's thinking and that's probably other clients as well. And so like, it's, it's like I said, anytime in business as you're growing and things come up and they don't work out the way or you get, you know, negative feedback, like, taking a look at yourself and assessing like, okay, is this true? Is it not true? You know, is it a little bit true? Can I make improvements? And I think that really is what sets like people apart, like as far as like customer service and genuine and that growth, because people want authenticity and they want, you know, integrity as well. So like, that's something that we put a hard press on it. And that's, it's been my biggest failure, but also my biggest success. (laughs) And I was, I learned, you know, there was a uh, poster back, I, you know, in the early 90s, uh, <laughs> when I graduated college, I, there was this thing that I don't even know if it exists, temp jobs, you would sign up with a temp agency, and they would assign, you know, you would get jobs while you were looking for a permanent job. And my first temp job was at Whirlpool, setting up maintenance appointments. So call center, you know, people would call in and we'd set up the appointments. And the thing I learned there is that it's not that people expect you to never make a mistake. Mm -hmm. They actually don't. They, They know. It's they care more about what you do in response to the mistake than making the mistake. Right. Yeah. And what you've shown, you know, you took personal responsibility, you stepped up to say, here's donuts, oh my God, but then you change what you're doing to improve the process Yeah. without freaking out, uh, maybe a little freaking out. I'm maybe. sure there's a day where you're freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else would you give the, give, and I'm not even going to go into accounting advice because I know you have like monumental amounts of free amazing information on your LinkedIn page and all sorts of places, but let's go into entrepreneurial advice. Okay. So, um, I think the biggest, well, two big things that I would say, um, based off of my experience, one is to think about your business in terms of how you can set up systems. Because if you want your business to grow to a point where you're not doing everything, there has to be a system in place that somebody can replicate. This was something I did not do. And so (laughs) probably like four years into business when I started hiring more team members and then I had 
Um, I have two babies back to back. So I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old right now. And I knew when I was about to have that three-year-old that I was going to need additional help. So I had to hire somebody. And then I knew I wasn't going to be able to work my 60-hour weeks anymore. So, And then when I was pregnant with my two-year-old, I uh, separated from my ex and we moved and a whole bunch of life changes happened as well. So then I was like, really? So like for two years, um, you can look at my financials. We didn't grow at all. I mean, we maintained, but we grew like 1%. (laughs) Maintaining through 18 months of pregnancy, moving and all that. I think that's okay. Sometimes that's okay. That's a win. up a little bit better, you know, in place for people to replicate, then it wouldn't have been so like overwhelming at times. And I would have been able to better hand that off. So now in our seventh year of business, six, the last two years, six and seven year of business, that's what we've been really working on is setting up the systems. And now I have a bookkeeping manager who is managing our bookkeeping process, which is uh, awesome because now I can focus on, you know, working on the business and sales and education and development and all those things that I enjoy doing more than the day-to-day work. Um, I like the analyzing and the meeting with clients, but not the actual like bookkeeping work, you know, <laughs> kind of past that point. <laughs> that well, one it's thing. true though, the, you know, it, and there's no right or wrong answer. Like you have to decide for yourself what it is you want. But one of the traps I see people who want the million dollar business get into is, but they also want to do all the things. And those two things, unless you become the elite person who can charge huge fees, which is an option, not an easy option, but it's an option. There's not really a way for those two goals to happen. You can't do all the things and grow the business. And I think one of the things that you've illustrated so well is you went into accounting because it was a skill that you had. You created a business because it was a need that you had, but then you didn't get so attached to being the accountant Mm -hmm. that you, you know, what you do for a living. And I know I've said this to you before, what you do for a living and growing a business are two completely different things. And as a business owner, if you want to reach those big goals, you have to learn how to grow the business and not just do the thing the business does. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I know one thing that I always try to focus on to keep me in that direction is what I want out of my business. But like I always tell people that like when you're figuring it out, you might not ever want to have employees and that's totally fine. But you may still have to hire a VA or a contractor. So still figuring out those systems to that extent is still really, really important. So you don't have to necessarily go into employee like management, but even just you as an individual figuring that piece out is really important. Right. We can't do this alone. None of this happens alone. No, none of it happens alone. That's for sure. So that's one thing. The second thing um, is to not give up. So it kind of goes along with the first one, but like, Owning your own business can be very lonely. It can be very, very hard. <laughs> like, it is not all <laughs> along the way. Um, but like, if you have a determination and grit to keep going forward and to keep pushing past like those dark, lower times, um, you know, that can be really helpful. And so like things that have helped me networking because I love people. I love talking to people is really like great. 
having conversations like this is really awesome and really motivating. Um, and then to listening to books, I listen to a lot of books because mm-hmm. I don't have time to read, but like motivational videos, things on YouTube, you know, you got to kind of figure out what helps motivate you, but then have that to refer back to when you kind of feel yourself sitting in a rut, because it's not always the way you think it is. And in business, at least in my experience, anything you think might happen in a month is probably going to take three. (laughs) I'm here. I hear you. I'm horrible. I just want it all to just happen. Right. (laughs) We all just want like all of the results and we have this really great plan. And in, in, you know, a whole year, we're going to be six figures. And, you know, usually it takes a little bit longer than that (laughs) to get to where you want to, or that contract you thought was going to go through actually takes a little bit longer time for it to go through. So like sometimes during those times that can be really easy to get discouraged, but if you can figure out like your why and you can, you know, circle back to that and then figure out things that are motivating to you to keep pushing through, you'll get to, you know, that next side of your business or that next side of life. I mean, exactly what you're saying is, yes, it takes longer and yes, it might be harder, but let's face it, if you give up, Mm -hmm. then there's like zero chance of it happening. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always that, um, there's like that meme or that picture of the guy like digging, there's two guys, you know, and the one stops right before he hits the diamonds or gold or whatever. And the other one makes it and like, you know, like it's a good analogy. I mean, like it's probably everywhere. And I'm sure everybody listening to this has seen that picture, but it's true. If you stop, you don't know how much farther it was to get to where it is. As or, or you can do my family, right. My family's version of that is to stalk the people who leave the slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> and then throw some money in the ones after the people gave up. Cause odds are they're due to pay out. <laughs> Same, same idea, right? Same idea. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that is true because like people like look at their competition and they're like, well, they're doing that or they're doing this. And, you know, that goes back to that authenticity, but also, you know, what works for one person probably isn't going to work for everybody. So like, you got to find what works for you and what works for your niche and your clientele and all that. And the longer you do your business, the more you'll have that idea of what that looks like for you. Yeah. Getting so. it all dialed in. So I'm really, really excited to let everyone know that you will be a speaker at the upcoming I'm Ready to Conquer. What are we calling this now? Ready to Conquer. I, my names are too similar. I have to change that. <laughs> so you're going to be a speaker at the Ready to Conquer event on May 6th, 7th, and 8th. And, um, you know, we've chatted about what you're talking about, teaching people how to find the money that's already in their business, which I love and goes back to what you said before, that it's more than crunching numbers. Mm-hmm. But if people, and I know you work nationwide because you're not a tax accountant, you're like beyond, beyond, beyond. Mm -hmm. So if people want to continue this conversation with you, what is the best, you know, fastest path to Megan cover (laughs) way to get a hold of you? Fastest way is probably via my website. You can schedule a free 30 minute consultation on there. So it's www.sidekick-accounting.com. Or if you want to, you can also text me and that number is 414-310-7689. I'll probably shoot you a link to my website to schedule though, in all honesty. (laughs) Because there's a system in place to do those things. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And if you're just listening and you need any of those links, um, just visit the podcast website, YouTube channel, and all of those details will be there. I highly, highly recommend you reach out to Megan. I see what she does for people and it's just amazing. amazing, amazing. So 
thank you so, so much for joining me here today. I know I learned more about you and I love the inspiration that you are, even if that wasn't what you set out to be. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.